0: We are committed to amplifying the voices of people who are dedicated to Jesus and to justice. Will justice be Happy New Year, everybody. This is Shane Claiborne. Thanks for joining me. We have crossed over, y'all, from 2022 to 2023. The new year has come, and I thought we'd do a special show kind of looking back and celebrating all that 2022 meant for us at Red Letter Christians. I'm a, not, not just like an end-of-the-year report. It's going to be more fun than that. I want to tell you some stories, tell you some of the highlights of what we did together and many of you made possible. If you're just joining this movement we are in our prime. It feels like the spirit of the sweet Lord has set us up at such a time as this to bear witness of God's love in a a broken world. And if we believe that light shines in the darkness, then it's a good time to be alive. And as that old saying goes, on the darkest nights, you see the brightest stars. And we need some light. We need some love in a world um, that's so tumultuous. And so at Red Letter Christians, you know, we we are, uh, as we say, aspiring to live as if Jesus meant the stuff he said. I know there's a lot of folks that don't have the best experience with Christianity. And that's why we we, re, we we really resonate with Gandhi when he was asked about Christianity. He said, oh, I love Jesus. I just wish the Christians acted more like him. And I think for a lot of us, we want a church. We want a movement of Christians that remind the world of Jesus, that are known for our love, that are known for things like peace and justice and so for over 10 years, we've been uh, aspiring to build that kind of movement. And now we're seeing little sparks of it all over the world. There's lots of folks there at Red Letter Christians in the UK, um, all over our country. Uh, and just to to um, let you know a few of the things that we've seen happen this year, um, we hosted – you ready for this? We hosted – 55 events or helped hosts we're collaborators so we work with all kinds of other organizations but um uh, literally uh, averaging about one event every week. And many of them were in-person, many of them were hybrid events or virtual events. Some of you joined them. We're going to keep a lot of that going, even though we're we're hopefully entering out, you know, coming out of the pandemic and COVID, but we're still going to do a lot of stuff uh, like the book clubs that we've been doing every month, y'all. We're going to keep doing them uh, next year. We had some great authors uh, every month celebrating a book that is about faith and justice. Um, this month, we're we're doing Otis Moss's Reverend Otis Moss, uh, incredible brother, been a part of Red Letter Christians. He wrote a new book called "Dancing in the Darkness." Woo! And it's right up our alley. Dan- <laughs> "Dancing in the Darkness" by Otis Moss the Third. Um, I've got a book coming out next month that, that we're going to read together and discuss. Called "Rethinking Life." That's a, about a more robust uh movement of life um that's pro-life from womb to tomb and and championing life on every issue, not just one. Um I, I just got word uh, from Dr. Cornell West, one of uh, my heroes and um someone I, I really look up to, but I had a chance to collaborate with on a few things. And he's gonna uh join us in April. Um for he, he did a book, he's written a ton of books, but he wrote a book called The Radical King about the radical edge of Martin Luther King that often gets kind of sanitized and <laughs> but we're we're going to uh, read his book The Radical King and he'll join us uh, to discuss it. He said in April, it's the 55th anniversary of Dr. King's assassination uh, this next year. So we've been doing those those book events. We've been doing um, morning prayer every month this year um and if you haven't joined us you know it's usually on the first day of the month uh we do morning prayer for some of you it's afternoon or evening prayer uh we'll we'll continue to have a special guest join us most months and jonathan wilson hartgrove and i lead that prayer for about an hour from our book common prayer so i hope you know you might consider using Common Prayer this year as a tool for your prayer life, and then join us each month at the beginning of the month as we pray together using uh, Common Prayer. You can see a lot of it online, too, at commonprayer.net. And then this year, you know, we've been doing faith forums. Not every month, but maybe quarterly, periodically we've done them, talking about some of the big issues of our time. We've had faith forums on immigration and on the death penalty. We've had faith forums on militarism and war, uh, one on uh, abortion and reproductive rights. That was one of our most attended. In fact, Lisa Sharon Harper, who's a dear friend and um, on the board of Red Letter Christian, she helped co-host that and uh, had almost 50,000 views on Facebook and all kinds of folks have watched it since on other platforms. And, you know, we really believe we need a better conversation on some of these polarizing issues Um, and and things like uh, racism and uh, policing, police uh, brutality. We've, We've talked about these things, but we've also been branching out a little bit of just the hot button issues. We just had a faith forum on the science of joy. And it was so fun to have an astronomer and a neuroscientist, or as he calls himself, a neurotheologian. So he studies the science of the brain. Uh, and, and, man, we, we talked about what joy does to your brain and to your body. So that was fun. I'm thinking this this year in 2023, one of the faith forums we want to have is on the Enneagram. And there's some people that, good heavens, like they're – they they speak in numbers like the Enneagram gives, you know, these nine different personality types. And uh, it's a really interesting way of thinking about community and friendship or family and marriage, or even co-working together in the workplace. Uh, but a lot of folks, you know, some of you may not be familiar with the Enneagram. So we're going to do kind of a, a, a for beginners or for advanced Enneagram people, uh, a little intro to it this year. Um, and then, you um, we'll keep doing our physical events. So for some of you, um, these are just a few of the things that we did in 2022. Some of them we will continue doing, but, um, We've done a lot of organizing around the death penalty in partnership with our friends at Death Penalty Action. And if you go on the Red Letter Christians website, redletterchristians.org, you can see all of these, what we call co-conspirators, the other organizations that we work alongside and partner with. We we plot goodness together. We conspire together. And uh, Death Penalty Action, um, t- together with Red Letter Christians, we've hosted um a vigil around every execution this this past year and it's been powerful to gather hybrid so there's folks that gather online from around the world and usually we have folks that are protesting and hosting prayer vigils on the ground outside of the executions that are happening And I mean, some of these have had 10,000 or more people that have been tuning in, um, a reminder that no one should be executed without a protest, without folks voicing um, raising their voices saying that we don't need to kill to show that killing is wrong. We can do better than capital punishment. So we've seen new countries abolish the death penalty in 2022 and hopefully more in 2023. In fact, one of the things we're really pushing uh the Biden administration to do is to officially um stop the federal death penalty in America and to abolish the federal death chamber, the execution chamber that's used just by the our national government. It's in Indiana. And so we're saying abolish and demolish. Woo. So you can, you know, see on our website uh the petition, even if you're outside the country, uh, to voice in solidarity that the United States should join the um, over 100 and I think it's 150 countries of the world now that are calling for abolition of the death penalty or that have already ended it. Um, And sadly, at the United Nations this year, the United States was one of only a few countries not to vote um, for the global abolition of the death penalty. So There are things that I think the Biden administration has done well and others I think they could really uh, do a little better on. So obviously that's one of those. But, you know, one of the things that we've done, too, in Tennessee, my home state, is every time there's an execution, we've had a march for mercy, as we call it, because we discovered that the execution chamber is um, uh, only a few miles from the Capitol. It's about, you know, two hours um, uh, that we we can, uh, well, it's a few hours that it takes for us to walk from the execution chamber to the Capitol. But we've been doing that every time there's an execution in Tennessee and really inviting the governor of Tennessee to see that it's not that far away. And over half the men on Tennessee's death row have asked the governor to come pray with them and meet them and just hear what God has done in their lives. So we're making that plea as we march for mercy that uh, Jesus said, blessed are the merciful. And we're praying that Governor Bill Lee in Tennessee would uh, make that track just a few miles to death row to listen to the testimonies of what God's done in the lives of those who are condemned to death and who he has the power to stop their execution. So we've seen some executions stop this year. um, And we've seen some friends who have been executed. One of those was uh, um, a man that I corresponded with named John Ramirez and uh, John's first execution date was halted by the Supreme Court, but then it was later allowed to go forward. And I'll never forget um, this past year as I was riding back and forth and talking with John, I asked him um, what I could do to support him. We did our best to support Amanda and his family. And um, he, uh, I, you know, I asked him if he wanted maybe some prayer books or devotional books. And he, um, he you know, he, he said, I appreciate those, but I have plenty of prayer books. And he said, I would like an origami book (laughs) because I'm I'm learning origami. And so I sent him uh, an origami book and he sent me this beautiful butterfly made out of origami. And I've got it here on my desk. Uh, And he sent me that, of course, right before he was executed. But it also reminds me of that defiant hope um, that he exemplified that so many folks with uh, so much to be hopeless about, um, have this deep faith, even folks on death row or who have, or are condemned to die as he sent me that origami butterfly. I carry it with me everywhere in my Bible. Um, but then there was also another execution in Texas where John was executed. And this was Melissa Lucio. Um, and there's a powerful film uh, about her her whole life and story that you can see much of it on Red Letter Christian's website. Um, But we had a campaign around Melissa's case because she is, um, uh, we we believe, um, a a wrongfully convicted woman who not only is um, innocent uh, of the crime she's convicted of, but we don't even believe that there was a crime, a murder that took place at all, but an accident that her young child fell down the steps and um, uh, died from the injury of that uh, fall and Melissa was um, wrongfully charged for with murder and was facing execution this year. But what was amazing, in, in Texas, where half of our executions happened, um, uh, we saw bipartisan uh, uh, collaboration. And uh, we hosted actually a forum, Red Letter Christian Sponsored, with uh, Joe, uh, Joe Moody. And Jeff Leach, who is a Republican and a Democrat leaders in the state legislature, and they led a delegation to visit Melissa on death row, and they prayed together. In fact, she prayed for them, and it moved them, and they built the momentum around her case to stop her execution, and that execution was stopped this year. And we can celebrate all the lawyers and heroes and advocates, her family, uh, who has been so courageous and voicing um, opposition to her execution and calling for her to come home. So there's still cases, you know, Rodney Reed, Julius Jones, folks that are on death row, wrongfully convicted. And I have friends on death row who I think were, um, they were convicted of crimes they committed. But you see the power of God's grace. And and really one thing that we hold out hope for is that we're all more than the worst thing that we've ever done and that god's grace is bigger than our mistakes and so please you know join us as we continue to work against the death penalty in 2023 i know many of you are in countries that have abolished the death penalty but um, this is holy work important work that a generation from now i think we'll look back and know that we are we are on the right side of history as we work for the uh, you know absolute abolition of the death penalty we've got an execution scheduled today we're, as I'm recording this, we're only three days into January, uh, but we are are facing our first execution. So we'll be holding a vigil around that execution today. And incidentally, this is the first uh, transgender woman on record to be executed uh, in, the, in the United States in modern history. So we're looking at that. Um, with deep grief as we prepare for that hybrid vigil today. But this is such important work, and not just on the death penalty. We're not single-issue people. We're gospel people. So we're looking at all the issues of life. So one of the powerful things that we joined in 2022 was the We the People ride, that our partners at Vote Common Good organized this ambitious 3,200-mile bike ride across the border, um, the, across the entire United States along the border. Um, uh, my friend Doug Paget, and Mario, and others, they dipped their tire in the Pacific Ocean, and then they uh, drove uh, all the way, rode their bikes all the way across, over 3,000 miles across the the country. And I got to join for a piece of that. Now, I, I got to tell you, I just did a few hundred miles of it. but. Um, it was amazing as we, um, and, and heart wrenching, agonizing as we saw and heard the stories of folks that um, have survived so much that are seeking asylum um, or refugee status in the United States. And many of them are still living in encampments. Um, many of the policies that have hurt, um, already hurting people uh, that are trying to flee terrible situations uh, along our border our Southern border in particular, um, we, we heard their stories and, um, and we're continuing to, you know, try to amplify those incredible groups along the border that we met. You can see a lot of that on, on, on our website, but especially on the vote common good website, the we, we, the people ride website, you can see, uh, some of the stories of that. Um, and, uh, In addition to immigration, we we, um, have been working hard around gun violence. And this past year, the statistics are still coming out. But um, our gun deaths, both suicide and homicides, are at an all-time high. Uh, Even in the midst of COVID, we saw our suicides by gun and our homicides hit numbers that we've never even seen ever in our country the the numbers in Philadelphia were the highest homicide rate that we've had in the history of our city of Philadelphia Uh, so we're grieving that right the uh, for over 40,000 lives lost to guns this past year gun deaths became the single largest cause of death of all children in the United States so you can't be pro-life and ignore gun violence and that's why we've been standing up and vigiling uh, outside of the mass murders of course the the mass shootings uh, like we we saw Uvalde in uh, Buffalo and so many others the the uh, um the the club uh, uh Q shooting um in Colorado um, th- these targeted acts of hatred that cost so many lives and uh um One of the things that we did this year was we gathered, we hosted a gathering outside of uh, the National Rifle Association gathering, which was in Texas. And this was like a week after Uvalde, after all of those children were killed in their school. Um, And the, the National Rifle Association is not just any association. It's increasingly become clear that it is, Um, not just gun owners, but it's actually gun extremists, gun profiteers, folks that are making millions and millions of dollars um, from the proliferation of guns. We now have more guns than people in the United States. And it's not gun owners that are the problem primarily, but these gun extremists and gun profiteers. Uh, So we gathered outside of the NRA and, and there's actually a prayer meeting Inside the National Rifle Association, and and we attended that. My friend Doug Paget, nine, and and several others, and it was really haunting. You know, it was was didn't feel like a prayer meeting at all. It felt like a um, a Christian nationalism gathering. You know, it started with the Pledge of Allegiance and the national anthem, and um, no mention of those children in Uvalde killed a week before, just a, a, a you know miles away. And uh, so we went to Uvalde and gathered and grieved their, those lives lost. But then at that prayer meeting, we read the names of those children and families who were killed and devastated. Uh, and, of course, we were thrown out of the prayer meeting. But it felt holy, you know, just to read those names and just to pray those prayers. Uh, we did a liturgy that God knows their names. And we read each name out loud and um and so uh, thankfully we're not not facing any charges but we bore we we bared witness you know we we held witness in that prayer meeting and we will continue to do stuff like that. This year uh, we opened the raw tools Philly shop. So now we have a dedicated storefront shop that is chopping up donated guns and decommissioning them and turning them into garden tools inspired by the prophets Micah and Isaiah. Uh, that we shall beat our swords in the plows, or in our case, beat our guns in the garden tools. And we're making all kinds of stuff now uh, at our shop here in Philly. You can see all that at you know, Raw Tools. We get our name from flipping war around. Uh, but So it's R-A-W, rawtools.org. And uh, that's one of the partners of Red Letter Christians in the gun violence movement. So we we, we joined so much great work this year. You know, it's it's just exciting to, to think about what you've made possible. We marched on Washington with a Poor People's Campaign to remember the 140 million people, 140 million poor and low wealth people in the United States. Uh, the growing uh, movement around that called the Poor People's Campaign. Um And we are proud to be partners with them. There's going to be all kinds of stuff happening this year around poverty. And we remember it's at the core of our faith, right? We've got some 2000 verses of scripture that talk about God's concern for the poor. Uh, So Jesus, you know, said, blessed are the poor. And when I was hungry, you fed me. So we got to do that holy work of advocating and caring for the poor among us. Uh, So we, we did some of that, you know, we, we've been, um, uh, one of the things that we did that was a little different was we remembered Rich Mullins last year. It was the anniversary of uh, his death in, in a car accident. And one of the great songwriters of our time, I think one of the great songwriters of the last hundred years, really, is Rich Mullins. And um, so his brother and friends, some of his band members and closest friends, we we did a virtual forum. So I, um, you can see all of that as we we remember him. But I mean, all in all, y'all, this is what we saw we we had we reached over 3 million people through all these events the, the in person in the streets events but also the virtual events 3.2 million people we hosted over 50 events we've got you know half a million people now that are coming to our our websites at red letter christians and all that's because of you we've got um over 270 people now that every month are sustaining this work and it's not about what you give But just that you're regularly saying, I'm a part of this movement. I'm going to join it with my prayers and with my financial support. So if you're not already a sustainer of Red Letter Christians, you can just go to our website, redletterchristians.org, and don't miss out on the action. I mean, we are literally trying to participate in what Jesus said when he said, you're to seek first the kingdom. But not just the kingdom after you die. You're to seek the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. We are to participate in ushering in God's kingdom on earth. That's what Red Letter Christians is about. That's what this movement's about. It's why we're doing work around racial justice and creation care and combating Christian nationalism, uh, dreaming about alternatives to violence and war, even in Ukraine, as we grieve the violence there, Um, thinking about what we can do to be light in the darkness, y'all. So I'm so excited about all that 2023 holds for us. I mean, we've already got all kinds of things in the work works. I'm hoping that we'll we'll do some in-person gatherings. We held these revivals, uh, red-letter revivals, which you can see on our website. You know, um, and we've done those in person. We we did one in Virginia. We did one in Texas. We've uh, we did one of them in, uh, with Reverend Barber in Goldsboro, North Carolina. So we want to do more of those. The Red Letter Christians in the UK are going to hold, hold some in-person gatherings too. So this is what you make possible. And we do all of it to give glory to God so that Jesus's name can be known. And here's the deal. it became clear, It's become clear to many of us that one of the biggest obstacles to Jesus is Christians who have so much to say with our mouths and T-shirts and bumper stickers, but we don't always show it so well with our lives. And so we want um, to see our faith not just as a way of believing, but a way of living in the world. Uh, something that you can see and touch and feel that reminds the world of Jesus or as mother teresa said we're to leave off the fragrance of Jesus in the world so that's what we're trying to do believing that when when Jesus left his disciples he said i'm going to the father but i'm going to live inside of you through the Holy Spirit of God, that Jesus is going to live in us, that we would literally become the hands and feet of Jesus, the body of Christ alive in the world, so that Paul would say, the life I live, I no longer live, but Jesus lives in me. And that's my prayer for you and for me. In 2023, is that Jesus would live in us, that Jesus would love this broken world through us, that we would leave off the fragrance of Jesus in the world, that we would advocate for justice and for peace in the name of the Prince of Peace. Thanks for joining me as we celebrate all that 2022 held for us and all that we look forward to this next year. Thanks for supporting Red Letter Christians.